Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Oh, it's the adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom filling in for Bradley Trainer, who's on a cruise. Dawn, thank you for having me. We're so glad that you could make it, well, honestly. It is so fun to be here. And um it's really yesterday we talked about how awkward I think sex scenes are. Yeah. Um, but today I want to talk about sex scenes from a different perspective. As in, who would you want to have a sex scene with? <laughs> 651-641-1071, because Dame Helen Mirren is speaking the truth that I love. Okay. Which is when an actor says, I very much enjoyed myself when I had to do a sex scene with this particular actor. You never, ever, ever, ever hear that. Hardly ever. Because they usually have significant others, and if they said, I really liked my sex scene with my co-star, they'd have some... Explain it. Yeah, to do. like occasionally you get somebody who speaks truth, yeah. who says the thing that you know is the case. Like uh, that person really turned my crank. And I remember somebody recently, and I can't remember who it was, but it was an actress who said, "I like I love doing sex scenes because it's like you get to have a free pass for a day." Oh. I wish I could remember who it was. I was like, that you're a genius. Thank you for telling us what we always thought. Yeah. 651-641-1071. Who would you like to have a sex scene with? And here's who Dame Helen Mirren said was a delightful, a, okay. a delightful partner in bed on uh on the set. And she said, Harrison Ford. Oh god. Right? She said she was so excited. <laughs> When she knew she was going to have a sex scene with Harrison Ford in the movie 1923, she was interviewed by The Rap, and she said, quote, I had to be in bed with him, you know. I'm dressed up to here, but I'm lying there, and I'm thinking, I'm in bed with Harrison Ford. <laughs> she said, I was so excited. I can't tell you. I had to pretend to be cool. Don't tell him. Promise me. And then, of course, it's in print. Yes. But I love this because she and she is uh, she's married, right? She's married. She says, yeah, she was like, if I weren't married, he'd be my person. Oh, my um, gosh. She's all about it, about it. She loves herself some Harrison Ford. And it was a great day when she got to be half naked in bed with him. Oh, I'm, my God. Thank you for telling the truth, Dame Helen. <laughs> That's fantastic. So I want to ask our listeners, 651-641-1071, like, who, who would you be cool having a sex scene with? And so Stacy's on the line. Okay. Hi, Stacy. Hi. Stacy. who would you like to have a sex scene with in a movie? First of all, I'm happily married. Yes, but... of course. <laughs> it's yeah, fine. no, not not in yeah. this conversation. Yeah, You're not, and that's okay. Fine. It's okay. Keanu Reeves in any stage of his life. Oh, I like that one. (laughs) Just any version of Keanu Reeves you can get your hands on. He's just, yes, he's just a pretty man. (laughs) Stacey, I love it. I feel that for you. Thank you for your call. Thank you. Uh, I think it's healthy to have that person that you know. Like, I would be excited to go to work and be half naked in bed with that person. Yeah. Do you have an easy answer? I do, but it's weird, and they've passed away. 
Okay, well, let's say when they were alive, you'd have wanted <laughs> yes. to do this. Okay, so I think Robert Mitchum, as to... in like old school black and white film, Robert Mitchum is so attractive. Oh my gosh, you went like. He has dreamy, like, soft eyes. I like his attitude. He oh. was outspoken oh, yeah. about, like, he hated John Wayne, and he would, I mean, John Wayne. Everyone loved John Wayne, and he's like, he's an ass to work with. I don't like him. They had a feud for a long time, and he was just a B.A. when it comes to speaking his truth. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he did get arrested for marijuana, and he had sort of a, you know, he was like a bad boy, had a bad boy past. So you kind of are like that. You're like leaning into that bad boy streak. It's like yeah. a safe way. Right. Because I don't actually want a bad boy. Right. I just like the idea of one. Yeah. What reality is I want somebody who's very stable. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but exactly. he's so hot and I watch old movies with him in it. And I'm like, God, it's just like swoon. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I There's get a that. Christmas movie called Holiday Affair and he's in it and he basically steals um, this woman away from her fiance, and I'm totally fine with You're, it in okay. the movie. I'm like, yeah, do it. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Okay. Uh, I'm what gonna about ask you? you? Well, I'm going to ask Mike first, and oh, then and then you. I'll go. Uh, Mike? Um, I would say, for twofold reasons, Zoe Saldana. Oh, what are the two reasons? Well, one, the obvious I reason. Mean, she's, she's beautiful. She's attractive. Yeah. And two, that probably means I'm making $50 million because every movie she does hits a billion. <laughs> there you go. So <laughs> I'm thinking of her both, for that both was, sides. That, well done. Yeah. Well done. Yes. Um, Practical. I like that. That was a really good strategy. I want to honor that. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I'm 90% sure my husband is listening and I do not want him to be insulted by this. However, okay. however. There is something about the abdominal rack on Mm -hmm. Channing Tatum that would be just real fun to be up close and personal with. You have laundry to do. Right. Exactly. If I was (laughs) like, I need to get this stain (laughs) out of these pants, you know, that's what it's good for, right? Just washboard. Yeah. But there's something about, like, you know, well lit, Mm -hmm. beautiful, abs yeah just it would be a tactile experience that might be enjoyable so i'm gonna go ahead and say channing tatum let's go to sherry sherry's on the line sherry who would you like to have a sex scene with hi sherry hi um well first of all i'm married it's and it's all um, fine we're good secondly, (laughs) secondly my husband kind of knows this already but taylor kinney from chicago oh gaga's X. Yes. X. Yes. Yes. Okay. He's good enough for you. He might not be good enough for her, but you'll you'll take it. Yeah. I I I don't understand it. Every time I look at my, I go, I don't get it. I don't why get did it. You, why yeah, did right. you dump him? Anyway, right? Yeah. Is that the only reason mm-hmm. why you watch Chicago Fire? We watch Chicago Fire all the time. Yeah. Is that why though? If he wasn't on the um, show, I, would you watch me, it? it is. Yeah. Not for him. Yeah. But for me, it is. Sherry, <laughs> yeah. thanks. Yeah. Thank you for your yeah. call. Have a great day. I yeah. love that. I love that. What's wrong with her? Why did she leave him? I <laughs> yeah. don't understand. Uh, I love to. This is my favorite thing. Is how everybody feels like they have to give the disclaimer. Like I'm, I'm in a relationship. Yeah. That's actually part of the exercise. Yeah. Is like you know you get a free pass. To do this for work. Yeah, like it's you're, work. You're getting paid and you get to like lay half naked. I mean, Dame Helen Mirren. Yeah. It's good enough for her. You gotta just ignore the fact that there are lights, cameras, and grips around. Yeah. And like, and like the intimacy coach and the people who think about, I mean, I don't, again, 
I think way too hard about sex scenes in movies <laughs> because I can't get into the space of like, this is actually pretend happening. Yeah. I'm thinking about what the experience is like for them going to work that day yeah. and like shoving all their bits and pieces into a little satchel. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I'm sure things pop up and it's got to be super awkward and, yeah. you know, being really close and intimate with people who you're not usually that close and intimate with. And then having like a Do whole audience lunch. You're like, right. Let's break. Let's go to craft services. I don't it's know. Weird. It feels weird. Yeah. So I think too hard about it. It's hard <laughs> for me it's... to get out of that space. No, it's so true. Um, we've got two more callers uh, to, to round yeah. this out. Let's go to Sharon first. Hi, Sharon. Thanks Hi. for Sharon. You won't believe it. Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck. Oh, that's fine. I do believe that. that. Yeah. I mean, he's just so sexy. Yeah, get a little hot mustache action. I'm. You know, with the mustache. Uh, Yeah, Sharon. I thank you. (laughs) Thank you you for your call. Exactly. (laughs) But you will deal with that. Uh, Let's have Joni have the last word. Joni, who would you be fine having a sex scene with? Jason Bateman. Oh. That's good. Good one. That I is love a man really with a one. sense of humor, and if you've never seen the movie Bad Words, he's incredible. Oh, he's incredible in everything. Yeah, Do you agreed. listen to his the podcast Smartless? Yes. Oh, he's so funny on there. And he really Will is. And he's and down Hayes. to earth. Yeah, and I bet that when things get awkward, he makes it either way more fun or way more awkward, right? <laughs> and that's like kind of what yes. you mean in that, in yes. that environment. Yes. Thank you for your call, Joni. Uh, okay, so really quick before we go anywhere, Dawn, yeah. because we, she just brought up Jason Bateman, and yesterday we talked about the show Murderville, which I'm obsessed with oh, on Netflix. Yeah, Will Have Arnett. you seen the Christmas special of that? Yes. That is the most brilliant work of art it, ever. It, it is, because Sean Hayes is also on it. It's so good. Yes, and if you listen to Smartless, you just love that whole oh, chemistry, camaraderie. Dynamic. Murderville, but you have to look it up separately. So if you're looking under the Murderville uh, headline, it's going to be in a separate, it's going to be separate. So look for the Christmas special of Murderville and you don't need to know what's going on. It'll all become clear. Essentially, the concept is Will Arnett created this framework for a show that is like there's a murder to solve. He gets his celebrity friends to be on the show, but they don't know. It's all improv, Mm -hmm. but the actors know the lines. And then the celebrity guests just go along with everything and they do what they tell them to do in improv. And it is so funny. It's so great. Are they going to have another season of that? They have to. I loved it so much. Uh, All right. So I said my piece. All right. Well, coming up next, we're going to talk about a movie that isn't getting great reviews. I really wanted to see it, but I've heard some things about the script. We're talking about Renfield coming up next. Hey, my talkers. Bradley here for my good friends at Dakota Dental. Great family dentists can be hard to find, especially one uh, that can get you in for an appointment that works with your schedule. But that's not the case with Dakota Dental. In fact, they'll get you in at a time that works best for your schedule. And they're a great family dentist literally for each and every member of your family. Give them a call today. You probably have a brand new year's worth of benefits. Uh, So put them to good use Uh, at my dentist. Frankly, I've been going to Dakota Dental now for the last few years, and I've been very pleased with all of the care, all of the work that I've had done at Dakota Dental, from those regular checkups to emergency dental issues, which, by the way, if you have, just give them a jingle. They'll get you in super duper quick uh, so you can go about your business. But I've also had uh, bigger procedures, things like crowns, and most recently, uh, an implant. If you've got questions about implants, Dakota Dental is the place to go. DakotaDental.com. Tell them Bradley sent you. 
the adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 1071. Bradley Trainers Off. I'm Colleen Lindstrom filling in. Dawn, you have been uh, talking about this Nicolas Cage movie Renfield. Yes. And now it sounds like you're on the fence about whether or not you really want to see that weird movie. Yeah. Well, I always have, like, when a movie first comes out, I wait a little bit to see what the reviews are. And also the theater isn't as crowded if you right. go later. You right. Know, or if true. you watch it at home. Mm-hmm. But uh, I love Nicolas Cage because he really has leaned into the fact that he is over the top. He loves to have scenes where he's angry or weird, and he knows it. Like, people love it. They eat it up. He does cheesy stuff on purpose. Mm -hmm. So the fact that he has never played Dracula before, I'm like, wait a minute. Hasn't he played it like eight times? No. I feel like he has lived Dracula. (laughs) Yes. Did you know that he has, he might not still have it, but he used to have a big glass cage in his home where there were cobras in it, and he would go sit in the cobra pit, and then he did have the anecdote. The anecdote if he if he, if he got, got bit. Yeah, that is the most the Nicholas Cage of thing being ever. Being in with the cobras and and the fear and the the adrenaline. Okay, that is. And then that is a level of weird that only a person with the bank account of Nicholas Cage yeah. could live into. We know he de- de- deconstructed a castle in Europe and brought it over here and put it back together. I've That's also terrible. heard some interesting stories about fish and him. <laughs> I, okay, I just learned this, yeah. but I didn't know anything about it. I th- didn't Bradley tell we us. We introduced that? it to. Yeah, her, you yes. did, and I did not know, yeah. and I don't know if I like that story. Well, then you can pretend so. it didn't. It's okay, not real. It's not real. Yeah, also, I mean, I don't know if it's real or not, but listen, it's just weird enough. It might be right. Not for you though. And if you ever go to New Orleans and St. Louis Cemetery Number One, which is the oldest cemetery there, like to be buried in there is like it's only a family. Like you can't even get. It's just old, old historic families. And then in the middle, it's the most exclusive it, club in town. It is a, yeah, and you never leave. But in the middle is a pyramid that he is going to be buried he in. He has erected his own pyramid. They have a pyramid. It's the Nicolas Cage pyramid. And he and his, whoever he ends up with in the end, is going to be buried in there. Wow. Um, okay, that's weird. How yeah. did you even. Well, it turns out that it just so happened that there were a bunch of repairs that the church were able to make. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. After they let him build a pyramid. I'm just mm-hmm. saying there were, the, he greased the wheel yeah. a little bit with yeah. the church. Yeah, I see. I anyway, see what you mean there. That is not what we're here for. We are here for the bad reviews of Renfield. So... This is a movie where he plays Dracula, and Renfield is his human, you know, 
if you don't know the story, that's that's the the human that helps Dracula. Okay. Okay. And and there's always stories about him because he's conflicted and all of these things. Nicholas Holt plays that. So apparently the script is really bad. It isn't really their acting because the script it just it like tells you things that apparently you know just by watching the action. So they assume that their audience is stupid. <laughs> and so it's written, and then there are voiceovers that kick in, describing the things that they say your eyes are literally seeing or saw just five minutes before. Because, you know, I feel a- like, and I I don't, you actually have studied screenwriting, so mm-hmm. you you know this. Yes. That's like rule number one. Yeah, show, like, don't you don't tell. have to do that. That's why a movie like uh, WALL-E, for instance, yes. that has no dialogue for the first half until you get to the humans, is brilliant because you see everything and the story unfolds in front of you. Yes. It's better to show people things than telling them, I was so sad because right. when I happened upon my mother's grave, yeah. it's like, no, you just show a guy go up crying next to the grave. Right. 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 It's like the music, the music montage in Up. You get the whole story. And if you aren't crying by the end yeah. of it, you don't have a soul. That is so right. Oh, I love it. I know. Okay, so if you've seen it, please give us a call or tweet us. Let us know. So do you feel like, okay, so you just, that, that aside from the fact that that would not, not only is it annoying because mm-hmm. it assumes that the audience is dumb, mm-hmm. but it's like a pet peeve because Big you time. know better than to do that. Do you think that you would be able to put that aside because you just want to see Nicolas Cage weird yeah. or is it going to drive you to the brink? Um, we'll see. Cause I can always turn it off. You know, That's if I true. go spend a bunch of money at the theater, I probably, I was going to see it at Alamo cause that's where I love to go. Yeah. Cause I can eat. And yeah. also Get they it. make people be quiet. And if you aren't, they'll kick you out. Oh, so they have a lot of information. They crack down on that. Like, Ooh, like, like if that. somebody else is talking, you write on your little piece of paper, the people to the left of us are talking. They get one warning and then they will remove them from the theater and they're serious about okay, it. Okay, I love that. Me too. I will pay the extra price for it. I love that. Me too. Oh, this is off topic and we have 30 okay. seconds, but I have to tell you, speaking of people who crack down on things. Yeah. Uh, we, I was just in New York with my daughter. Yes. We saw Aladdin on Broadway. Mm-hmm. One of the things, like one of the top secret things is how the carpet flies. Yeah. And the second the carpet starts to fly, like clockwork, anybody who's between a certain age has their phone out ready to film. And that's a big no-no. Yeah, like no, it's no, a no-no no, no. anyway, but it's a super no-no. The Those ushers are out there like... With their flashlight, flashing lights on you and being like, turn it. Mm-mm. They do. They mean business. Good. They cracked in I on it. I love it. And oh. I'm like, I give applause, a round of applause to the ushers. Oh, my gosh. That yes. is right. Good for them. Mm. Well, coming up next, we have to talk about Joe Alwyn. He was seen out in London for the first time since the Taylor breakup. And we have other Taylor Swift news coming up next on My Talk. Stop. My talkers, Bradley here for my good friends at Boulevard Auto Works, BLVDAutoWorks.com. It's warming up. You're rolling down the windows. If you hear any weird noises this time of year, well, with your vehicle anyway, I want you to do what I would do. Call Tom and his team at Boulevard Auto Works right over in St. Anthony. They're the hometown team. These professionals have been keeping cars safe and in tip-top shape all season long 
for decades. Well over four decades, actually. Tom, in fact, started working there when he was a teenager. Loved the business so much, he ended up buying it. And now he takes great care of vehicles just like mine, and he'll do the same for you and in your entire family. Just head over to Boulevard Auto Works. You can actually make your appointment online at blpdautoworks.com. Drop your vehicle off. You'll have a courtesy car waiting. When you pick up your car, they'll explain everything they've done on your vehicle in language you can understand. Again, they're not going to take you for a ride at Boulevard Auto Works. Head over there today. Make your appointment for scheduled maintenance or whatever ails your vehicle. And don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. Thank you, Mike, for that weather report. I didn't like it, but that's not your fault. You're a wonderful person. Uh, This is the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Bradley Trainer is in a better place, and that means he's on a cruise where it's sunny. And I'm Colleen Lindstrom filling in for him. Dawn. Yes, yes. Dawn, you have brought a heap and helping of Taylor Swift related news. That's right. You're a Swifty, so I got to bring you the news. Yes. All right. So we all know that Jake Gyllenhaal is a behole. Um, he <laughs> did her wrong, and we think, what an ass. Well, you know, there's songs yeah. about him, their relationship, and he just seems like somebody I wouldn't want to date. She sure did a good job of making us all feel that way. That's right. Now, I think he, as a person, we're not sure about how he. Well, yeah, I thinks. think he has said. Oh, he has said that. Well, I think he has said, or I thought he said that, like basically, like none, none of that is true. Oh. Or maybe he sent his sister out to say that. But that's right. Yeah, she's like, I, I don't have a scarf. Right. House, yeah. I don't know anything about that scarf. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think there have been some, you know, people, people who know. I think his actual position has been to not talk about it. I think. Yeah. And, and you know, I kind of think that's best. However. Things get around when you're a butthole in Hollywood. Yeah, people talk. Right. So Bachelorette star Allie Fedotowski, she had a little success after her season. Well, she's had a lot of success. She does things all the time with with E! News. She has her Women on Top podcast. Actually, Women on Top is a podcast she was on. And um, she talked about Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm -hmm. And she said, sorry, Jake, I'm going to Taylor Swift you right now. And then started in on this story how she was an E! News correspondent years ago. And this was after she had her bachelorette season. And she was so excited to be on the red carpet. She remembered that, you know, she had confidence. She felt good about herself. She really studied all the celebrities she was going to interview. Yeah. What, who she could possibly meet. She knew the right questions to ask and was really stoked to do it. Yeah. So he comes up on the red carpet it was her first red carpet for E! News. And so she asked him as he walked up, and she was very nervous. She was like, hey, um, who did you bring tonight? And he's like, what? Like for a date. Who, who's your date tonight? And he goes, bye-bye. <gasps> and then just walks away from her. Rudy Tuesday. So here she's like on camera. She you know, they went away and she cried. That is awful. Because she just it was well, embarrassing. That's a, that is, and that's like a real confidence killer. It sure is. And it was at the beginning, I'm yeah. pretty oh. sure. Like, oh, so anyway, I, I like her. I was like, oh, that is just horrible. You're already nervous. And I can see not being able to get a hold of yourself. Like, you already have nerves and then someone does that. Yeah. And like, I don't know you type of like, I'm not, bye. You know, he really does not do himself any favors. No, he doesn't. Because if, you know, if his policy is to not, and maybe he doesn't do himself favors, and I'm pretty sure his PR team is also not doing him favors. Because if your policy is to not dispel this great big rumor, 
uh, that Taylor Swift started by writing a, I don't know, 10 flippin' minute song about you. Mm-hmm. If you've done nothing to do, then you better mind your P's and Q's when you're out. If you want people to think you're a decent person. Yeah. Like you have to work double time to make sure that becomes the opinion of you. Yeah. And that story did not help. I feel like just personally, if that were done to me, I would be approaching Taylor Swift privately and saying, I had no idea, even if you did. Yeah. I had no idea that this is how much that affected you. And I am so, so sorry. Right? Is there anything I can do to make it right? Right. But so then she could write a song about how somebody tried to make it right. And right. then people would be okay. Like, even if I didn't want to talk to her, I, for my career. Right. Right. <laughs> so, so there's that. She also, um, Allie went on to say that there's people that are so nice that made up for it. Like Tom Hanks is the nicest guy ever. That Chris Jenner is the kindest, nicest human being. Wow. And that, you know, reality stars are usually super nice. And all the Kardashians, Kim, they're all so kind to you on the red carpet. See, I just don't understand. If if I were a celebrity, this is a fun game to play at home. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Play this the home is going to have a sex scene with. I, yeah. <laughs> If I were a celebrity, like, I think that would be the easiest part of your job Mm -hmm. is being kind to the people whose job it is to make you look good. Yeah. That seems like, I mean, and a no brainer. Red carpet things are pretty low stakes. You're not entering into some interview with a radio station that doesn't have your best intentions. Not my talk, but some stations want to ask you the hard questions. So it makes the DJ, they want to look good. Like, oh, I asked. Jake Gyllenhaal, yeah, how sex was like with Taylor or whatever. Yeah, so it's such low stakes. It's e news. Yeah. You know they're not going to say anything. But what are you wearing? Who are you with? Are you excited about the ceremony? Yeah, that's it. They're going to throw you softballs, right? It's so easy, and it seems like a no brainer to just go in and be as kind as possible. Yeah, um, even if you're having a bad day, right? Like we can all act like you're okay for. 15 minutes of your life. Yeah. Plus they have handlers who are there to make it easier on you as a celebrity. Like the handler Mm -hmm. walks up and is like, this is this person from this network. So you can pretend like, you know them. Yeah. She was the bachelorette. Yeah. Meanwhile, she's done all the work to know who all these other people are. He could have been like, well, who are you with? Yeah. Right. There's a way to make it. Yeah. I mean, listen, turn it around. If you don't want to ask, answer the question, just ask them a question. Yes. See, we'd be such good celebrities. So. Oh, we'd be so good at it. So in other Taylor Swift We news, should try it. Oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> let's give it a whirl. Yeah. Um. So in other Taylor Swift news, I thought this was ridiculous. It's a TMZ article. Joe Alwyn, single guy in London, first sighting after Taylor. Oof. I'm going to put this link up on our show page. Oof. He, they made... I don't believe any photo, okay? You can add bags under someone's Mm -hmm. eyes. You can take the worst picture of them to make them look bad. They're saying he doesn't look like he slept, which, yeah. But they took the worst. You know there were a thousand pictures, and they took the shots that were the worst of him. Where his hair's blowing all in different directions. Um, He's looking a little, you know... Not great. Oh, this makes me sad. It does. And this is two weeks after the world found out that their six-year relationship was over. Which, by the way, by all accounts, they've been broken up way longer. For sure. It says the world, right? Right. Yeah. Right. So it makes it... They're trying to paint... This is what I, I this is what I think is sad about tabloids is that they they get we all make ugly in between faces. 
Oh, everybody does. So they got his in between faces and they were like, look at how devastated he is. And I'm like, yeah, he probably is today because these are the pictures that they they don't even look like him. No, like honestly, every picture we've seen. But, you know, in those pictures when he was with Taylor Swift, I'm sure they touched them up every single picture because they're not doing it now. No, because they want to have a story. So I did not like this TMZ that you're painting him, painting him to be a mess. Yeah. Because then they compare. Well, Taylor went out two days after and she looked great. And well, yeah, she's also in the middle of a concert and needs some good PR anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course she, she looks great. She that was her appearance out having dinner with Jack Antonoff and mm-hmm. Margaret Qualley. That was all calculated. Right. She knew Someone probably tipped them off yeah. that she was going to be at this restaurant. Uh, so she had her makeup done perfectly. It's yeah. not just like, hey, we caught you out on the street. Right. Right. And poor Joe Alwyn. I mean, he might have, he might have just been like leaving the gym. Like, what did he do wrong? Or nothing. Well, I'll tell you what he did wrong. Uh-oh. He broke up with Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. I find it really interesting that this is a, this is a thing that happens when Taylor breaks up with somebody you don't hear any details about it it's just like oh they're no longer together yeah right and there's not really a whole lot of speculation about what happened because we all know we'll get it in the next album Mm -hmm. and we're all fine with that so then she always has the upper hand because she gets to tell the story i think that might be in the contract somewhere but she's the one that gets to tell the story and we're all fine patiently waiting for the next album to hear it yeah. Meanwhile, what does Joe all when he gets no say in anything? He's just trying to like, I don't know, go get coffee at the Starbucks. Yeah. And they're going to take pictures of his in-between faces and make him look like, like he he's devastated. Slept. Yes, that's what they're trying to be. Yeah. They have absolutely no story. But what they do is that they compare and they say, let's they literally say, let's compare. Taylor Swift went out. And she grabbed dinner yeah. with her pal Jack, and uh, she was putting in some work at a recording studio, and she's neck deep in the heiress tour. She's doing so well, but then look at him. He looks like he hasn't slept. Word of ad- This says at the end, word of advice to him, stay out of coffee shops. Those Taylor Swift tunes will hit differently now. Oh. God, so Aww. you're saying he looks bad. Poor Joe. You're saying that he's been up all night. He hasn't been sleeping because he's so distraught over losing the relationship. And you're saying she looks way better and has a lot going for her. It's just like filled with a bunch of stuff that is just not fact. Yeah. yeah. So lay off him, okay? Let, let him be. Leave Joe Alwyn alone. <laughs> Let him go to the coffee shop. And making up stories, you know, I've heard like, oh, she wanted to get married and have kids and he didn't. That's just a narrative that people put on women. Yeah, Yeah, all the time. But maybe he wanted to have kids and she didn't want to. Maybe she just wants another album. That's right. Who knows? Yeah. So I do wonder. I wonder what's in Taylor's future. I do wonder if she'll ever, you know, settle down with a with a person yeah, and you know, just like live a public life of happiness huh. because this has been the narrative for so long. It's like it relationship has. album, relationship album, relationship album. Yeah. Very true. And how old is she? You know, she's like 20. I, I don't remember. I just okay. know she's the same age as Adele, which is what? 25, 26. Oh no. 33. 
That's what I meant. Thirty-four. Yeah. Oh, thirty-three. <laughs> she is. Yeah. She's thirty-four. Right. Yeah. Oh. She's th- yeah. They're the same age. I think. She- yeah. They're both thirty-three or thirty-four. Thirty-three. Yep. yep. Okay. Thirty. Which you know, I'm sorry, but look around your real life. I don't know people that get married at age twenty-one really now. Anyway, a lot of people wait yeah. until they're in their thirties. Yeah. Or not at all. How yeah. about that? Yeah. She can do whatever she, she wants. Can have a baby. You're Taylor I don't know. Swift. Yeah. Just keep singing those hits. That's right. I mean, I, I always look at like the, the hyper focus on how many relationships she's had. Uh, have you met me? I've had, <laughs> like, honestly, I, I, I'm like, God, I had so many relationships in my 20s and 30s yeah. because my focus was on raising my daughter. I didn't have a plan to get married to anyone because I just didn't. That didn't seem like a good plan for having a stepdad just for me i'm not saying anybody else i didn't think that that would be good for her but isn't this interesting too because how how many times do we have conversations about 33 year old male artists who are unmarried no we don't right why are we always looking at taylor's i mean i did it i fully did it oh sure but part of it is because that's that is the persona she is set up, like That's that she true. writes about relationships, mm-hmm. right? But then I walk right into that trap and I wonder, like, what does her future look like? But nobody ever asks that about male celebrities. No. Nobody's ever like TikTok, <laughs> you, know, you know, that biological clock. <laughs> no, it's so Nobody ridiculous. does that for them. It is so but You know ridiculous. what, Taylor, you do you. And Joe Alwyn, you're fine. It's I know you're fine. It's okay. TMZ is sorry. They just won't ever say it. Yeah, they just didn't have a lead story and they took some photos of you. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Coming up next, uh, there's actually a petition to remove a couple from hosting a show. And Colleen's like, I was right. I already said this. That's right. Coming up next. Talkers, Bradley here for my friends at Alight. I want to tell you about something you can do right now to help. You know that Alight helps displace persons around the globe, uh, providing critical basics while helping those folks rebuild meaningful lives. And one of the biggest challenges they're seeing today is families struggling with climate change. You've heard me talk about this before, but for example, in 2020, for the very first time, more people on planet Earth were displaced by climate than war or conflict. Alight is doing great work, and you can support that work by heading to wearelight.org. But something else you can also do right now today, you can sign a a petition that Alight has set up on their website at wearealight.org. They are asking folks to join with climate-displaced individuals in a show of solidarity before Earth Day where you can add your voice to help ensure the human rights and dignity of climate-displaced refugees are respected and protected. Sign that petition online today by visiting wearealight.org. And thank you. Uh, welcome back to the adventures of Bradley and Dawn. I am not Bradley Trainer. I'm Colleen Lindstrom filling in for Bradley Trainer. And Dawn, you have heard me read chapter and verse about my feelings of love is blind. I love it. It's like I like I'm obsessed, and um, it turns out all the stuff I was saying about how uh, Vanessa Lachey and Nick Lachey hosting seems like a distraction. Yeah, turns out I thought I was the only one, and I'm not alone. No, you're not. I mean, I watched two seasons and. I forced my boyfriend to watch a season. We were both like, oh, thank God they're not on a lot. Right? Like, as far as during the show, they only pop in a few times. But then the hosting at the end is so awkward. We couldn't really figure out why it was so awkward. Yeah. But it is really strange. It's awkward. Well, apparently, people agree 
because there is currently a change.org petition that has over, well, at the time that this article was published in Billboard, um, which was yesterday, there were over 21,000 signatures. Oh. Uh, I'm going to look right now because I haven't checked uh, since yesterday. Presently, hold on, it's it's tallying, it's tallying, 30,000... 30, nope, oh, it's still going. It's still going. 31,219 people oh. have signed a petition saying, please, please exit them uh, stage left because they have a tendency to make themselves the center of oh, attention yeah. when they uh, when they host this show. Now, all of this actually is happening concurrent with some other allegations coming out from people who have been on previous seasons of Love is Blind who are saying that the production has been incredibly damaging to their psyche. It's actually fascinating. There's an article um, that I was looking at in Business Insider that kind of outlines what the conditions are for the people on set in Love is Blind. And uh, do you know that when they bring them into those pods, those pods are created on a sound stage. Sure. Yeah, and yeah. it's all, and so are the quarters that they're living in. Yeah. And there's no daylight. And they are, they don't have any sense oh, of timing what? of what have, day it is. There's no and courtyard. There is the only way you can actually see the sunshine is if you go to a restroom that is in a trailer outside. That's the only way they can orient themselves in time and space to what... It's like live, the lady who lived in a cave for 500 right, days. and lost track of time. Yeah. Because that's what happens. Right. So imagine then that you're being told then by producers, like, you've got to be dating. They say all the things that they... Unlike other reality shows where stuff is tweaked and maybe some drama is drummed up. Yeah. This is all very real. All the things that happen that they edit together are real mm-hmm. and actually happening. So it's different in that regard. However, what they have to go through in order to get that is taxing emotionally. Uh it's taxing on their um physical bodies because they're so exhausted. They're working for hours. Check this out. They apparently, when they get cast to be on this show, they sign a contract that agrees for them to be recorded 24-7 for up to eight weeks for a weekly stipend of $1,000. And they have a cap of $8,000. So they can make only $8,000 total, which then translates to about $7.14 an hour. No. Which is less than half of the $15 minimum wage. Oh. Right? So they're actually doing like the math on what this means for the people who have been cast on this oh show. Oh gosh. You if you love Love is Blind and you want to keep loving Love is Blind, yeah. don't avail yourself of some of these details because yeah. it really is maddening. I mean, the things that they're doing to um these contestants, they don't provide enough according to a lawsuit mm. they don't oh. yeah there's you know who's suing? there's a suit uh yeah heart uh the last name is hartwell i have to it's i uh she is a contestant who actually left the show so she isn't somebody who was featured heavily on the show was it this season or pre i'm asking too many follow-up uh, that i don't actually know uh which season that person was on jeremy uh, hold hartwell. on jeremy hartwell uh there is suing the production company, Kinetic Content, oh. 
Uh, season two. Season two oh, contestant. Oh, I know him. Yeah. Oh, maybe he was one that made it through. He, I, I mean, I recognize him. Okay, so one of the many things that he alleges in this, uh, in this complaint is that uh, they did not provide enough food and water, and that the but they did provide excess alcoholic beverages. Oh yeah. And so uh, th- now, kinetic content, of course, denies this allegation. But mm. how do you? I mean, how do you quantify enough no. or too much? No. Right. So I can imagine that that's probably what that argument is. Mm-hmm. But he's saying that they didn't. They there was an excess of alcohol available, right. and that it says here in a different article. I'm uh, hy- hydrating drinks such as water were strictly limited. Yeah. to the cast during the day. Yeah, and you can. I mean, so this is a clearly a tactic that they want to use in the production. You know, get people lubricated enough. I've always said that if I were on The Bachelor or Bachelorette, I would not drink. Right. Like, don't don't you be drinking. Right. You're going to do you're gonna stupid say stuff. Something. Because that's the other thing, is that in that contract that they sign, they sign off that anything can be used. Yeah. Anything you say. Yeah, anything you do. I mean, really, when you sign contracts like that with reality shows... You're signing your life away. Right. And they put them in situations. What really bugged me is that, especially in the second season... They put them in the most awkward situations that would create conflict. And I'm like, why are they doing that to them? Yeah. You know, like, why are they having, you know, this cocktail party where, you know, so-and-so used to date so-and-so. And And inviting everybody and they're all in bikinis. Yeah. Right. Like something, somebody's going to have a conversation. And this is the first time they've ever seen each other. Right. So it's like, oh, that's what she looks like. I should have chosen her. Well, and I think there's also something with like the psychology of being, you have to be very used to the uh, cameras being around you 24 seven to let your guard down, to like almost like forget and let your guard down. And so you don't, then you're not thinking because that's exhausting to be thinking constantly of what the fact that you're on. Yeah. Yeah. So then they're having a conversation and they're maybe not thinking in the moment about the fact that, the person who they don't want to hear that conversation is going to hear it later. Yeah, I know. I and, always think of that. I'm like, yeah. oh, don't say that. But then they're editing just those parts. Yeah. Like the minute, like, so the five times that they did talk about the person all day long. Right. You know, out of context, they're taking those and creating storylines, which we know that's what reality TV does. But it seems actually extra cruel yeah. because they're really trying to legitimately be in relationships on this one and like propose they right. push them to propose yep so if you want to see the daylight to get out you have to go to the bathroom to a marriage. yeah exactly yeah <laughs> if you want to see daylight again you have to get engaged yeah it's it's fascinating and again like i said if you want to continue loving love is blind don't read some of these allegations there's stuff there's stuff in these complaints about um they do do a psychological evaluation however it's a pretty low bar okay um one of the um danielle from last the third season uh danielle rule she during she was very very forthcoming um, that she had actually had a lot of mental health issues. She was forthcoming about that on the show. She has said, I think it's unbelievable that they put me through and cast oh. me because she was very upfront during the psychological evaluation about 
her own personal history with mental illness and um and other and other things I, that yeah yeah I know yeah I know which one you're right? talking about the dark headed uh, one that yeah, she was engaged to Nick Thompson yes. and they ended up well you can watch the third that was season so hard to watch it was and she said it's um, she can't believe that they let her through so the bar is very low and they don't support them in good oh, ways boy. I'm just saying yeah and also Nick and Jessica are terrible <laughs> okay uh, Colleen is no not Jessica me- Vanessa sorry. <laughs> Old wife. <laughs> Old wife. Uh, Kalina's going to tell us about the 